just going to get this in now. It's too early to dox me. <laughs> yeah. No, we're recording this at a normal 7 p.m. like we usually do. It's not It's not 9.30 in the morning. Um, no. <laughs> you won't hear that in our voices at all? Not at all. Nope. We are doing this at a at a normal time. We are all in the same place, and we are all awake and uh, <laughs> not having consumed ungodly amounts of caffeine or are about to. Anyway. <laughs> so the four of you... Babe, Corianne, Wally, and Ricky Q, you watch as um, Raven and Sylvester with Raven for some ungodly reason at the driver's seat uh, back out of the driveway of Babe and Raven's house and tear off down the street. Um, the agents who have come to your house seemingly taking off after them and giving chase. Uh, it is still nighttime. <laughs> that was a, a heck of a thing to happen, just like in the middle of the night. Uh, you're not used to like almost like a Doppler effect of like cars rushing down your like little residential street. But uh, hey, that was Raven's plan. So uh, your guys' plan, as a reminder, I believe Babe was going to be driving, and uh, get down to the meeting point, which is the abandoned factory just north of the train tracks in the town. So what do you do? I get into the back seat, just assuming that Babe is going to want Ricky Q in the front seat next to her. Corianne, also knowing that Babe will probably want Ricky Q up in the front seat will begrudgingly get in the back and give Wally a concerned look. Um, I think that uh, Ricky Q is going to follow in behind Corianne and like, oh God. just having like <laughs> no idea he's supposed to do anything different, just sort of like expect her to like move to the middle seat and sit on the other side. Oh, oh God. Now I'm awkwardly scared. <laughs> God. <laughs> Corianne is so uncomfortable with this. I think at this point, Babe's just like looking at all of you like, what am I, the chauffeur? <laughs> Fine. Well, I would drive, but I don't think you want that. And she just like gets in the car and slams the door shut. Okay. And she seems like disappointed, but also like kind of relieved because I, like from my perspective, I don't want Ricky Q in the front seat. How is he going to hide in the front seat? That's true. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, that's why I did that. Not just because it was funny. <laughs> good planning. <laughs> okay, so Annie thought about that, but Corey Ann wouldn't have. So. <laughs> I think we're babes in like, uh, what is it? This is a crisis mode and we don't have time. Don't have time to worry mm. about it. We are not happy that Ricky Q is not sitting next to us, but Ricky Q is in our car. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Start that thing up. Start backing down the driveway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you are able to back down the driveway and pull out. Um, if you check behind you, it doesn't seem like you're being followed. Um, do you take the most direct route there, or are you trying to wind around a little bit? So 
I think she would not take the most direct route. She's definitely going to avoid where she thinks that the other two went and where the cops went off to. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So you're uh, driving around. You're not like totally sure which way Raven was going. Um, you're just kind of keeping an eye out for like quickly moving headlights because I think you're probably figuring that she's just tearing around town doing you know something trying to shake these guys um you don't really see a whole lot of other people on the road it is you know in the getting into the wee hours at this point um do you take the uh route that goes through town square um no okay so you're taking more like um like residential roads to like try to get around that as much as you can yes and we're not running the stop signs but we are doing rolling stops <laughs> okay <laughs> good to know she's definitely keeping like an eye out it's not like she's not looking i think she she is a more careful driver than you would anticipate however she is not above uh pushing the limits of what she's supposed to be doing mm-hmm. uh yeah so as you're driving along, um, you pass various things. You're trying to like uh, stay mostly away from the most populated areas. Uh, you know, Slappies being like basically the only 24-hour place in town is the place most likely to have at least like some people there. Even though, um, given how small your town is, there's probably not going to be like a lot of people. If there is anyone, maybe some you know, so like 20 somethings with like nothing to do or people on the third shift, things like that. Um, but as you're driving around, um, you do pass the elementary school and you see, um, a couple people standing in front of it who look like adults and you're not quite sure what they're doing. I try and grab Ricky Q and stuff him down below the, uh, visibility line of the window. Okay. Yeah, uh, Ricky Q um, obliges in sort of like crouching down and getting below the line of the window. Do you do anything else? Uh, with Wally reaching over her to shove Ricky Q down, Corian is going to like smack his arms away and then crawl into the front seat for the console. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that. She's yeah, yeah. God, does no one have their seatbelts on? <laughs> What are I mean, this is the 80s. Ugh. This is, yeah. this is prime, hey, pretend to drive and sit on my lap with child. <laughs> what are seatbelts? God. Yeah. <laughs> well, as many people who can fit into the car as possible. A nightmare. Um, babe is driving extra, like, careful. She is driving like a regular normal person would who follows the traffic rules and does not look at anybody in the parking lot mm -hmm. we are not making eye contact she is not acting like this is weird at all that they're there okay yeah just a normal person driving down the road at night so uh yeah you guys are driving along um you notice as you're driving that the people who are staying in front of the elementary school are just like standing almost strangely still just staring at your car as they pass, just like completely facing it, staring at it. What's what's going on? Well, that's not weird. Are we are we clear of them yet? What what is what is going? What are they doing? Unless somebody put mannequins in front of the high school, then uh, I don't know. 
We're not clear. And she just, like, kind of, like, drives a little bit faster. Yep. They uh, they do start walking after the car as you go, but they're not obviously, like, walking at 25 miles an hour or whatever speed you're going, like, 30 through this, you know, school zone. And uh, you're able to turn the corner and get away from them. I don't know why that's as creepy as that is. <laughs> like... It's super creepy. The slow, slow following pursuits are... Mm-hmm. Anyway, continuing to drive. Mm-hmm. As you continue to drive, um, the radio flips on at full volume, startling all of you. And it's right at, at the chorus of the Ricky Q song, Moon Over the Lake. Uh, I think it's safe to say that Corianne would scream a little. I'm not screaming. I'm not screaming. (laughs) We'll put in like a Wilhelm scream. (laughs) Uh, I think Babe's reflex is not actually to scream, but to just smack the shit out of the radio. (laughs) Trying to turn it off. Yeah, you do succeed in turning it off. Um, Ricky Q gives Wally sort of an uneasy look. I think that Wally is going to, in a move Cliff knows, should make Babe jealous. Uh, put his hand reassuringly on Ricky Q's hand. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just give, like, a light little squeeze. I don't know why in my head I kept thinking that you were like, in a move that's going to make Babe jealous, I kiss Ricky <laughs> Q. Which make zero sense. Nice reassuring kiss. Just a nice reassuring kiss. Um, Yeah. So, Wally, what person appears in the road, not directly in front of the car, but in the distance, that would make you tell Babe to stop the car? I think the only person that's not part of our group that would do that might be Wally's grandmother. I think aside from that, Wally would probably just say to speed up and ram them. (laughs) (laughs) Not my grandma. Run them over. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Babe, your headlights come across uh, an old woman standing in the road staring directly at the car. Um, All three of you in the car see this. Um, Would you like to describe your grandmother, Wally? Uh, Yeah, she is a frail older woman, needs a walker to get around a lot of the time. Someone who clearly has no business really being responsible for uh, some 15-year-old who has a, you know, conspiracy theorist bent or even just an okay student academically. It's just... They were the only person who could take care of Wally that was family without him having to go into some sort of, like, adoptive care. And they were able to, you know, convince it since, you know, Wally's in high school now. And, but they're just like, you know, white hair, thick glasses. Uh, In this moment, they probably are outside in their robe and slippers. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're just, I'd imagine they're just there. If they were out, they'd probably be out with their walker and everything right now. Of course, it would always be much more unsettling if they were just standing there without it. Yeah. Um, I think that she is, actually. I think that she's standing there 
without her walker. Um, but she is standing in the robe in the outfits or in the outfit that you described. Um, and uh, I assume that you say something to Babe. Oh, oh, oh no, Babe. Babe, we need, we need to stop. That, that's my grandma. She, she, she must have gotten lost or something. Got out without her walker. I think because she's also in the middle of the road, Babe like stomps on the brakes. She's just like, really now, but like also, it's just like, can't not. I mean, it's somebody's grandma. You can't uh, like. Uh, I think I start to like open the door and like just I don't immediately go to her mm-hmm. but I stand up trying to like get a look under the streetlights and everything does she look normal or okay yeah she looks normal when she sees you starting to open the door she starts to walk over to you uh, that is the thing that she is walking without the walker Gra- Gra- grandma are, are, you, are you okay uh, she doesn't say anything, and she continues towards you. Hmm. I think I want to, like, kind of focus my attention on what's going on and see if there's, like, any kind of unnatural movement or what's going on. And I want to burn an adversity token and use uh, intuitive. I spend one adversity token to ask GM... One question about surroundings, an NPC, etc., and you must answer honestly. Sure. What's your question? Is this my grandma? No. Alright, and... Well, I didn't ask any kind of, like, question that would give more response than a yes or no, <laughs> so I... Yeah, I, I, I will give you more information, just, like, an in-game reason why you could sense this. Um, it's the way that she's moving. So your your grandmother is not the most um, mobile person. Um, like you said, she does use a walker. Um, she is older. And she is, like, walking towards you, like, perfect posture, just, like, even confident strides. And you have probably never seen this person move this way. Uh, I am, as I'm, like, Getting back into the car and slamming the door shut, I start saying, "That's not her. It's a, it's a pod person. Go, 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 go." What's a pod person? It's it's some kind of person born from a pod to look like somebody that's already here to here to replace them. Oh, Wally, and like Babe just like <laughs> cuts him off and like is Grandma in front of the car still? Uh, she was like making her way kind of off to the side because she was going towards the door that Wally was opening. Okay, then Babe, like, hits the gas, like, turns to, like, give some space to to not Grandma, and tries to get, get the hell out of there. Yeah, um, you see in the uh, lights on the back of the car as you go, uh, Grandma has started running after oh. the car, but again, it's a car, <laughs> she can't keep up with oh it. Oh my gosh, what is happening? What? We are not stopping for anyone else, okay? Yeah, that's fine with me. Sorry. Uh, Ricky Q gives Wally just like a nod, like, yes. Um, I think I pull out my notepad and is just ask Ricky, like, do, do you know anything about these people? Um, on the notepad, he will write, some may be like us, 
but don't trust them. Okay. Uh, we need to figure out whenever we meet up with Sylvester and Raven, make sure that they're them. I don't think we should trust anybody outside of the car until we meet up with them. <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys continue to drive through the town, I'm assuming? Um, yep. We are <laughs> driving faster, though. Um, the radio clicks on again. Over the radio this time, babe, you hear your father's voice. And it sounds like he's having a conversation with someone. And it's just like in the middle of a conversation. And uh, there's someone else talking back to him. A woman. But it's not your mom. And they're just like chatting to each other. Um, you don't really recognize the voice. Um, it sounds like they might be talking about like work or something like that. But it is very strange to hear your father's voice coming over the radio. Hmm. Let me take a second because I have mixed feelings on whether or not Babe would be like really weirded out by this or just try oh. to slap the radio off again. Corianne is listening hard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think part of Babe is like, oh, what are they talking about? Oh, it's work. And then it's just like wants to turn it off. But it's also like, why is my dad on the radio? Um, what I actually want to do for like mostly my own purposes is I'd like to roll the d4 that I have for grit for babe mm -hmm. just to see because she doesn't have great grit and I want to know if this is really going to freak her out. It's going to freak her out. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't roll a one, but I did roll a two, so. Yeah. So I think babe's just kind of going to, we're still driving, but we've, we've got like white knuckles for serious white knuckles on the, on the steering wheel now. And, um, that, that foot on the gas is just a little heavier and she's just like, what, what the fuck is happening? And then like looks back, she's like, Ricky, what are you doing this? What's going on? He shakes his head. Yeah, he still has the notepad if he wants to write anything down. Um, he says um, on the notepad, you won't want to trust it. <laughs> Babe's like, fine with me. And then like slaps the radio again. Mm -hmm. Turns it off. It almost immediately clicks back on again. Um, you have probably all heard the uh, very vocal um, person whose voice this is. Let me look up her name, Riley. We don't even have this technology in consumer level yet. This is definitely some military-grade shit. <laughs> <laughs> you hear uh, Rebecca Smith over the radio. And uh, she is the head of the Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Um, you hear her uh, yelling over the radio. And she's like, I told you kids you wouldn't get away with this. Like, you know, um, now you'll pay. There's, there's, no, there's going to be no more dangerous driving on my watch in this town. I can't believe you thought you could pull something like this. And just, you know, that sort of thing uh, over and over. <laughs> Babe's just gonna slap the radio again and be like, not her again. Corian is like visibly living for this. This is like her mother's dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the radio does in fact click off this time. I think Babe's just gonna be like, Corian, as the co-pilot, I am putting you in charge of 
turning that shit off next time. If it comes back on, turn it off. Okay. Yeah. And you uh, continue to drive. Um, Every once in a while, I'm assuming you guys are not stopping, uh, you do see some members of your town just just standing, um, not quite like in the middle of the road like Grandma was, but just like kind of off to the side, just like every once in a while, just enough to be kind of disconcerting, just watching you as you pass, um, and you make it to the abandoned factory. The more people we see, the more terrifying it is to Corianne. Mm-hmm. Agreed for Babe, too. So when we pull up to the abandoned warehouse, she is there like a spot that she can put her car that's like not very visible to the road? Yeah. Maybe like a spot like next to a dumpster, but like yeah, on the other side from where people could see. Yeah, you're pretty easily able to um, find something like that because this is like a big like a property um there's Mm -hmm. probably like random dumpsters around uh this was like a car factory at some point so lots of like car sized places to put a car basically (laughs) so yeah you're able to find that no problem i think um she'll park the car and like turn around and like stare everybody down and just (laughs) is like everyone remember where the car is do not get lost do not get away from ev- like everybody else in this group. We're not trusting anyone else, and we need to make sure about Sylvester and Ray. Then <sighs> she looks like kind of like for the first time she looks like more concerned when she like says like Raven's name. She's like, "Oh, that's my sister." But Aww. also, mm-hmm. we have we have things to do. So we're um. So she says all that, and then um takes a look around outside the car. Does everything look okay outside? Um Still. yeah. Um you do notice that there is a door to the factory that is ajar. Okay. Then I think she's going to point out the door and then get out, shut her door like quietly and then yank open the back door. Uh yeah. Um, there's a person in there who, uh, who jumps. It looks like one of the agents from earlier. And then, um, sitting back to back tied up with, um, with, uh, with gags tied around their mouths are, uh, Sylvester and Raven. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this went a certain way. Hmm. They could be fake. (laughs) Am I the only one outside the I, car? I mean, I would have followed you out. Um, yeah. um, I assume all of us would have followed you up to the warehouse. Mm. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Corian's first instinct <sighs> is to run. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Corian can run if she would like to. Um, oh, decisions, decisions. Yeah. I'll let you all decide like what your like first reaction is. I think Wally's going to try and tackle the agent. Wow. All right. That is going to I was going to gonna say, I, I, w- I would like to say since Babe opened the door first, I don't think that she would tackle the agent, mm-hmm. but I do think she's going to try to kick him in the nuts. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Babe, I think that that would be a fight roll for you. Gosh, hopefully this is fine. <laughs> Where's my thing? Here we go. 
I really hope that this isn't a theme for everything that I roll here because I rolled another <laughs> two. You rolled oh, a two. No. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I uh, guess I get a, a plus one. So three. Sorry. But yes, not great. Not quite. Yeah, not quite there. Um, <laughs> uh, that is going to be um, a zero to four fail. Um, so you do fail, but not too badly. Um, so he manages to sort of like uh, jump back as you're trying to kick him in the nuts. Um, and, uh, he sort of, like, jumps back and is able to sort of, like, uh, grab your shoulder and, uh, keep you, like, kind of arm's length away from him, and he does have a grip on you. It's not like you're restrained fully right now or anything, um, but that didn't go quite the way that you expected, uh, but Wally was going in for the tackle, so we'll see, we'll yeah, see Yeah, and he's making it very easy to not hit uh babe as well by holding her at arm's length so clear yeah. shot can't lose well, fingers crossed <laughs> might lose that's a six okay that's still not that bad of a fail <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys are not failing too too bad uh, we're not fighty boys hey, but for your fail don't forget to mark an adversity token yes yes please do that um so, uh, yeah, you, the, he's able to, like, uh, sidestep you as well, and you kind of go, like, uh, stumbling forward into the room. Uh, Corianne, are you still, like, running off? No, so I think by her initial reaction would have been to, like, especially, because she probably would have been following after Babe, grab Ricky Q's arm and kind of, like, start to, like, back away, but seeing Babe and then Wally go in um, and then seeing him, <laughs> him grab babe she probably would go in and try to help as well okay yeah um i think that ricky q is also going to go in and uh at least try to like uh block babe as best he can um from getting like fully restrained from uh this agent guy you see uh, sylvester and raven start struggling against their holds uh looking desperately at, at you three so what do you all do next? Um, well, Babe's still being held, right? Or is quote-unquote restrained? She has a hand on her shoulder. Um, it wouldn't be like the hardest thing in the world to just pull away from that. Mm-hmm. Are th- is there anyone else in the room? Or is it just this one agent guy? It's the one agent, um, Sylvester and Raven. This is where I desperately wish that I could be like, I don't know, like have a conversation with those two to see if they're indeed who they seem they are. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Because I am not, she's not, Corian is not good in a fight. She's much better at running away, you guys. So <laughs> <laughs> always an option. Um, Ricky Q, I will say, looks very uneasy about this whole thing. And I don't have any adversity tokens right now, so. Um... I'm just, I'm I'm doing some thinking real quick. Yeah, I was going to say, seeing, okay, so Wally, Babe, and Ricky Q are all clearly older than mm-hmm. Corey Ann. So Corey Ann's going to move and take off Ray's gag at the very least. Um, yeah. Give me a, a flight roll 
to not get grabbed by the agent man on your way there. 17. Hey. Oh, yeah, you super do that. <laughs> I told you, she's uh, yeah. much better at running. <laughs> yeah, uh, the character succeeds smoothly and easily. Like it, it likely it looks like the character is just showing off or that the task is done so readily that it happens without any effort at all at the GM's discretion. Uh, there can be some ex- unexpected positive results from a success to this degree. Oh, you got a good one. All right, so uh, it almost looks like an action movie slide. Like it's like honestly kind of cool as hell. So Corianne sort of like uh, faints one way, and the agent goes to grab her, and then like goes the other way, and sort of like slides under his arm, <laughs> and uh, manages to uh, quickly scurry over to uh, Raven and Sylvester. Uh, who are you uh, going to first of those two? As a note. Ray, because I feel like we'll know quicker if it's her. Yeah, Raven, and you're just taking the gag out of her mouth, or are you untying her? What exactly are you doing? Uh, gag first to see what she mm-hmm. says. Um, uh, please let it yeah. be duct tape. I want to rip it off so bad. <laughs> sure, <laughs> just sure. One. It's duct tape. Yeah, yeah, it's duct tape. <laughs> yeah, uh, you take the duct tape off. Uh, she's breathing heavily. Um, I feel like Corianne would be like, tell me something only Ray knows. (laughs) And, uh, Raven unexpectedly, uh, it it seems like she was not actually tied up and goes to grab you. Um, I will let you roll this into that role that you are able to dodge her again and start making your way out if you so choose. Uh, Yeah. And I think that you can also tell that this is not actually Raven, and that is likely not Sylvester. Yeah, um, Corian will scream and be like, run! And start heading towards the door, um, trying to get out, I guess. Yeah. Because what else does she do? Yeah. Sounds good to me. I did not want to take spotlight, but I wanted my, as I was picking myself up, I was going to be like, can I roll to read the situation and see if that's really Ray and Sylvester? <laughs> and, like, don't, don't want to take that spotlight. Uh, I did it for you. <laughs> yeah, you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that just like knowing Wally, we can sort of thematically say as soon as that duct tape comes off and you see like Raven's like expression fully now, Wally knows instantly too that that is not Raven. You know that the second that duct tape was like off, she yeah. was going to be like, you know, talking, talking, talking. Yeah. And, uh, that, the second that does <laughs> yeah, not happen, everyone's like, nope, getting the hell out of here. It's so bad. <laughs> Um, so, uh, can I get a, uh, flight roll from, um, from Babe and Wally, please? Sure. Is there a target DC? <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to say that the DC is 10. Cool. I have to crit. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. If it makes you feel better, I crit. Yay. Oh, okay, so, Which- Yeah. So you would get out, uh, presumably, assuming that you hit the 10. Yeah, I got a 12. Nice. That's a 7. Eee! All right, you are really... adversity. Yeah, you are really close to getting out, and the agent grabs you by the back of your shirt and stops you, like, inches away from the door. 
Uh, I think I just yelled to the rest of them. I'll I'll catch up. Go. Oh no, <laughs> oh, no. Wally. Do you guys do you guys leave Wally? <laughs> this is entirely up to you. <laughs> oh no. Um. Uh. <laughs> Ricky Hugh was sort of like paused in the middle of everything, looking back and forth between Babe and Corianne and and then Wally, seeing what the fuck he's supposed to do. Does Ricky have a song about like fighting adversity or like anything like that? Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Let's see what's he. Hmm. Oh, hang on. I'm gonna. I'm not fast, but I'm gonna. Let's let's think of a song title. Mm. Fighting for your love. Mm. Mm. What happened to that generator we had? I know. That's. I want something. I, I'm thinking like something where it's not like the most like predictable of things, but like you would know if you knew Ricky Hughes songs, like what the song is about. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. Here's where the lack of coffee is really coming in. I think the best I have is soft champion <laughs> <laughs> or cold motion. Your move. Ooh, I I like your move. Your move is good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. Ricky Q's uh, classic Billboard chart topper. Your move. Um. So I think Babe will, um, instead of like fully running away, use her momentum, grab Ricky, and be like, Ricky, your move, and then like whip around and try to like sucker punch the agent to l- make him let go of Wally. Okay. <laughs> With, like, the the purpose of being, like, Ricky, can you help me out here? Uh, <laughs> Which is also pretty on the nose for your move. Ricky, can you help me? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, babe, give me a uh, fight roll. And uh, Ricky is going to be, like, yeah. hear you say this and look not totally sure what to do and then uh goes to uh kick the guy behind the knees as well and i'll say that that lowers your dc that you're uh you're trying to get here okay so i i got a six i was going to say it was six so you do manage to do it (laughs) yes (laughs) babe is the hero (laughs) yeah uh so you're just punching this guy in the nose yep yeah, so um, you say, uh, Ricky, your move. And uh, you go and you punch the guy in the nose. Uh, Ricky seems to have been able to discern what you meant by yelling that and uh, kicks the guy out behind the knees. Wally, you are able to make a break for it. And I'm assuming you all start running towards the car. Yeah, I'm sorry, yes. though, but Fiona's babe voice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I did. I'm sorry if it was super weird. <laughs> no, I like it. I did too. <laughs> running towards the car. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, you are all able to uh, run towards this ca- the car. You are able to start it and uh, start driving away. All four of you in the car. Oh, God. That sounds ominous. The way you said that sounds uh, ominous. Yeah, I was going to say, wait, how many of us are there? There's yeah, four. Uh, okay, okay. To, I did not mean for that to sound ominous. So to clarify, <laughs> the people in the car, that was a good idea, though. I like that. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, all of a sudden, there's a fifth person. <laughs> yeah, the th- the three of you being uh, Babe, Corey, and Wally, and Ricky Q. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, uh, yeah, are you driving in any particular direction? Um, I do think that Babe is gonna do, like, a keeping an eye out for where the exits are, but, like, kind of, like, a once around the warehouse. Okay. Because this was only one part of it, right? And we don't know mm-hmm. if the real Sylvester and Raven are, like, somewhere else, because that obviously true. that wasn't them. Yeah, that is true. Corianne is, like, actively looking... Uh, out the window well she might have been like the first person back to the car so she would have gone in the back but she's like watching out the back the whole time like watching for anybody following uh yeah um a couple times um you do see uh people as you turn a corner um again you guys are in a car these people are on foot um it's random people again from around town there's Let's see, Miss Daniels, the high school librarian. Um, there is the Slappy's night cook, Denny. Um, there is Denny. the owner of uh, Cheese's <laughs> Crust, Sal Ch- 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 Chimini. <laughs> Amy, how do you say that? <laughs> I don't know. I randomly searched Italian last names. Okay. <laughs> I, think, I think it's supposed to Chimiani. Sal Chimiani. <laughs> You're welcome. You actually come up with names. <laughs> Give me a task. And uh, you see them at uh, random uh, random places throughout. As you're driving, you're able to swerve around them. Um, give me a brains roll to see if you notice uh, any other part of the building that might be occupied by Raven or Sylvester. Is that any of us watching? Uh, whoever would like to say that they're the one doing the roll. I'm driving. Okay. So you're trying you're trying I'm, not to hit pedestrians. Yes. I got, I'm gonna I, say I don't have the brain's capacity to do both of those things. I got a time. twelve, which is my crit on that. So Okay, yeah. Uh Corianne is uh is able to do it. Um you don't notice any place that seems like that. I don't think anyone else is here. Wally's in his feelings right now, kind of oddly unfocused because over the course of actually getting to know Babe more, the crush she had has kind of waned. <laughs> but no. I think she it's back him. now because yeah. <laughs> now it's yeah, back with Wally a vengeance. Assumed, like Wally deep down knows he's not the most like likable person, but that Babe didn't just take the opportunity to get out of there and let Wally do some kind of bullshit, quote unquote, heroic sacrifice and actually like came back for him. It's like maybe a lot of or at least a little bit of like the person she shows herself to be is kind of a front and does like care about other people more. And so don't know necessarily whether it's an actual crush on her or just the fact that somebody made him feel wanted around for a minute that they'd put themselves at risk. Mm. So Wally's kind of in his feels in the moment and is distracted. Are, is Wally in the front or the back? I think that if you guys are in the same place as last time, Wally is in the back with Ricky Q, who also incidentally looks very pensive. 
All right, well, Corianne is going to lean over and be like, I don't see anything else, just these weird people. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was... This little situation is so weird. I don't... This is more than just fluoride in the water. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go. Ricky is going to sort of uh, come out of his thoughts a little bit and uh, look around for the notepad that he was writing on and uh, find it, you know, in the backseat and write a train station and hand it to Wally. And then he reaches over the center console and uh, touches the radio and it seems to come to life once again. Um, You hear Raven and Sylvester's voice. Um, Strangely... You are hearing. <laughs> Sorry. You... Oh God, Fiona, what are we? Hearing? Yeah. <laughs> you... Is this the X-rated part of the thing? You are hearing Raven trying to talk Sylvester into pretending to be zombies and like promising him it'll be like really, really funny. And uh, you know they uh, they go out. You like hear them like uh, crunching, almost as if they're in the woods or something. Like their feet crunching underneath them, and uh, you can hear uh, Raven making um, zombie noises. And then there is a uh, sound of a little bit of like a scuffle. And then once again, you hear um, you hear Miss Smith, Mrs. Smith from uh, Mothers Against Drunk Driving on her same tirade that she was on before. God, Mrs. Smith is still out. Hey, do you want to like totally scandalize her? Do, do I want to what? I, I don't know. She just pisses me off. I mean, she's so preachy about her program stuff and like she's so judgy about other people. I kind of just want to like do something that'll freak her out. Uh, sure. Really? I mean, why not? I mean, we've gotten into some crazy situations and gotten out of it in the past hour or so. Might as well. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, just follow my lead, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, uh, I died in these woods. Why do you disturb my slumber? What have you kids been doing tonight? Were you out at that party? Uh, my car crashed and we got lost in the woods. Our spirits are trapped here. Party? Stop goofing around. You could have, you could have killed someone on the road. What if there had been a child out there? You could have hurt yourselves. Apparently you got away enough to be able to do whatever this is. Why don't you mind your own business, you old bat? You crashed in front of my house. You're tearing around my town. Hey, we're actually, like, really hurt. And the first thing you want to do is, like, you know, take us by the arm and squeeze us and tell us we're in trouble. We're hurt right now. Wait, what year is it? What year is it? I don't even know. Who are you? Who am I? What the fuck? We're kids. You can't arrest us. Corian just stares wide-eyed at Ricky Q. And then uh, he taps train station again on the notepad. Yeah, we, I, I, Ricky's saying to go to the train station. Train station it is. And she like, this time we're, we're, 
like if we cannot see any cop cars around and it's not super normal for cop cars to be around, she's just going to gun it as best she can with all of these random pedestrians everywhere. But mm-hmm. going to do our best to get there as quickly as we can. Yeah. At uh, one point, you do see a cop car. Um, its lights are on, but, like, you're at an intersection and stop, and the cop car is going, like, perpendicular to you, passes right by you, doesn't even, like, stop, pay you any attention, and you keep on going. It seems like that cop car is going, like, uh, like, uh, south-southeast. Fantastic. And, uh, you, uh, make your way to the train station. And if there's, uh, nothing else that anyone would like to do on the way there, that is where we will end it. And uh, hopefully be back with all five of you in our next episode. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Um, So for Kids on Bikes, at the end of our sessions, you are able to um, shift things around on your character sheet if you think it makes sense. Um, Does anyone have anything like that that they want to do? I think I will keep mine for this time. Okay. I mean, I... I don't disagree with that, but I feel like I feel like Babe might have, you know, possibly gotten the uh, protective strength. Mm-hmm. Says, That's true. That yeah. She did go full. She has been going full mm-hmm. mama the last couple of <laughs> sessions. So that would be plus three to rolls when defending one of your friends. Ooh, that is pretty nice. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say no if <laughs> like that makes sense. Um, I think I was sitting on it to see if she kept doing it next next session, but if that we also have been doing a lot of these things for the past couple. So yeah. we are, um, yeah, we are getting to the last like two sessions. So I I would take that now personally as my GM advice. Then I uh, will take protective. All right. Thanks, Cliff. Thanks, Annie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Fiona. Woo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's definitely not a full fear, but um, Corianne now is slightly scared of pod people. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's a reasonable thing to be afraid of. <laughs> but. Pod people. Uh, I think Wally is taking the flaw self-pitying mm-hmm. because he's starting to get a little crack into that shell that he's become of like I've not like he knew he was odd but he had been thinking so much that it was you know just like I know what's really going on and people just don't see it and it's like starting to get that feeling of maybe I'm the obnoxious one and <laughs> people don't like me because I'm so obnoxious not it's not enough to necessarily change his ways mm-hmm. yet but like the fact that you know like i mentioned before with babe actually coming in and you know not letting him just be taken by the pod people maybe he's starting to think that he should be better yeah i like that guys all right And did you all have fun? Even though this isn't empowered (laughs) by the apocalypse game. (laughs) Yes. Good. I'm still nervous about
about what's happening with the other crew. Yeah. That's that's fair. You should be. I'm really excited for you guys to listen to that episode. That is a note for our listeners that uh these three do not know what happened in the last <laughs> the last one. Um so that's that's fun. <laughs> All right. Um, well, thank you all for listening, and to my players, thank you for playing, and that's where we will leave it for now. Why do you want to be a hero? Yeah, she's gonna sort of, like, uh, drop down out of the sky and try to kick him, like, you know, square in the chest. Look, I don't know what you're fucking trying to do here, but I don't make deals with enemies who put grenades in a box like they're the $5 movie bin. Release, Miss Terry, or you all will be the ones that are extinct! I don't know if I can have an honest conversation with Royale as a corgi. You're right, it's fucking not funny. <laughs> I mean, literally no one would find this funny. Remix, use the dragon filter, that would make it funny. It's just like man standing emoji. Just T-posing in the corner. <laughs> Who is your contact? Benchmark. Who? Hey, I just need Buzz Nest for like one minute, and then you guys can go back to whatever you were doing. Check out Season 2 of Cape Chronicles starting Wednesday, October 5th, every first and third Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. File folders contain important information. Hey, I'm Saker. And I'm Evan. And our podcast is It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, what's that podcast about, Ev? So, do you know of a band called Bare Naked Ladies? One week! Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I know yeah, of them. Did you ever want to learn more about them? Or... Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well, then this is the podcast for you, because we teach you nothing with various guests. Yeah, like uh, like Matt Besser. Holy we shit. climbed in a second-story window and partied in this house where we barely didn't know at all the people that was crazy holy fuck mike mitchell why well, I, I don't know how how like how much you guys really do love bare naked ladies justin mcelroy grab your tongue grab your tongue and i want you to say Our born tongue. on a pirate ship Bum on the pilot you were born on a pile of shit and many more so check it out but also if you don't like bare naked ladies we talk about them probably like a third of the time so. uh yes that's every Tuesday, wherever fine podcasts are sold. We can make a board game about it. Back on Toral, I was a nobody. I got teleported out here, and here I'm something. I'm somebody. The Voidfarer begins maneuvering towards this 200-meter-long space whale. To handle one of these, you need grit. Is that something you have? I'm a tiny little guy. Of course I got grit. If you tried anything, it would end very poorly for you. This alithid dreadnought warps away, accelerating the spell jamming speed as quickly as they arrive. Who the fuck? <laughs> what am I trying to say here, Ravnus? That we're crew. I like that. We're crew. That is a natural one. <sighs> you send yourself sailing out the side of the ship, untethered. Oh. I'm putting a python into the ground. I'm wrapping my rope around it, and I'm jumping into the gravity well. No. <laughs> a gnome, a halfling, and a half-orc walk into a bar. I forget the middle part, but the punchline is feathers everywhere, and that's not my peanut butter. I cast Tasha's in his laughter. Climb aboard for Tales of the Voidfarer, wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, my consequences have actions. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Projectderailed.com